0: Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy. Look at there, we've made it to episode twenty-five. Our goal is always to provide you with insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. We appreciate you listening as always. Dr. Jeff Etling was named the new director of the Sedgwick County Zoo in May. He's made a return to Wichita. He worked at our zoo from nineteen ninety-one to nineteen ninety-five. He's my guest this week on the podcast. Etling has interesting plans for the future, and he wasn't put off by the conflict before he was hired between the zoo board and Sedgwick County leaders. First, some notes about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. While Congress and the President continue to debate the future of the nation's health care system, small and medium-sized businesses and their employees are having to make decisions now. One option for companies is to go to a self-funded insurance plan. Is it right for your company? Well, we have some details and some advice. The big story begins on page six. Also, we spend 10 minutes with one of the new Wichita City Council members, Brandon Johnson. He says Wichita should be focusing more on the community's neighborhoods. That's on page 47. This week's top 25 list, two of them, office buildings ranked by Total Square Footage on page eight, and charitable trusts and foundations ranked by 2016 Wichita Area Grants Paid, page 10. We have details on building permits, federal tax liens, new corporations, even real estate transactions. Those are all in our leads section, great information beginning on page 12. And the Association of Fundraising Professionals handed out their annual National Philanthropy Day awards, profiles of all the winners inside this week's edition. And Thank you also once again to the Association of Fundraising Professionals for asking me to be the MC for that event. The BizTalk with Bill Roy podcast began in June, and here 25 episodes later, we feel like we've provided some interesting information from a variety of great guests. We have to thank our sponsor for supporting us all these weeks. Thanks very much, Equity Bank. I hope you'll go to our website and check out our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. You can connect with all our episodes there. Jeff Ettling says he's in a great place as director of the Sedgwick County Zoo. He says the work of previous directors and boards have provided the zoo with an outstanding reputation and attendance that others only wish they had. He has plans as he begins his time at the Sedgwick County Zoo, being a leader in green initiatives, guiding the zoo's new master and strategic plan, and breathing new life into exhibits. Dr. Jeff Ettling was named to become the executive director of the Sedgwick County Zoo back in May. Welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: You got here in May, but tell us about your story before that. First of all, where did you grow up? Where is your hometown?
1: I'm, uh, I grew up in the uh, St. Louis metro area. I grew up on the Illinois side of the, of the big ditch, is what I call the Mississippi River. But I right. uh, uh, grew up there. I started my zoo career at the St. Louis Zoo in, in 1987 uh, as a reptile keeper. And then in 1991, Mark Reed hired me as curator of reptiles here at the Sedgwick County Zoo worked here for four years, and then St. Louis stole me back in 95, so I spent the last 22 years there, and now I'm back to replace Mark, so it's been kind of an interesting journey. How did your
0: return uh, get set up? Did somebody contact you? Did you hear about there might be an opening? How did that happen?
1: Well, I I heard the announcement uh, that Mark was uh, going to be retiring. Um, I also had a couple of the the people that I worked with that reached out to me and said, I hope you're considering maybe applying for this position. Uh, And I think some of the things that I had learned over the last decade um, working in St. Louis really made me start thinking about maybe it is time for me to step out of what I've been doing as a reptile curator for the last 26 years and think about using some of the new tools that I've acquired. So um, it was Really organic, as I like to call it, you know, that some of the experiences I had helping with donor cultivation and strategic planning and master planning and um, helping with the redevelopment of, you know, a values-based work culture that all those things kind of, you know, made me think that maybe the time is right for me to think about uh, becoming a zoo director and i wouldn't go just anywhere to have to be somewhere i was comfortable and since i had history here and i knew the city and knew the zoo really well and had watched its growth over the last two decades that i thought this would be a good fit for me
0: do you remember the first time you ever went to a zoo uh
1: i do i was i was very i was very young um The St. Louis Zoo was the zoo that I grew up with as a child. I mean, it was a given every summer. There were two things that we knew we were going to be doing. We were going to go to the St. Louis Zoo and to Grant's Farm. Those are two visits we were going to make. And so those are some of the most memorable for me. And I think that you could ask any of my classmates that I grew up with, and they would say from the earliest age, I I was telling them that I was going to work in a zoo. And they remind me now that I'm probably one of the few individuals that's actually doing what I said I was going to do. Right. And so for me, the last 30 years really have been living the dream uh, in the truest sense of the word.
0: What was it about zoos that was attractive to you?
1: Um, I think you know, being able to get nose to nose with animals, particularly exotic species that you wouldn't normally see. And, and um, I think with time, realizing that I could have the opportunity not only to work with those animals, but to uh, make that available to others as well you know new experiences and particularly in recent times with you know uh, you know uh, the internet and the total nature disconnect that the younger generation has is that we really serve a more important role now than we ever have so I think that you know looking at those things over the last 30 years you um, Really has made it very, you know, fulfilling in terms of what we're doing not only for species conservation and you know habitat conservation, but you know, inspiring and empowering people to make a difference, you know, locally as well as globally.
0: There is a larger context to zoos, rather than as you say, just getting face to face with an animal. There really is that larger context of of really being. Uh, a, uh, a steward
1: yeah, uh, I, of animals. I, I think that, you know, I tell people all the time now that the modern zoo is more important now than it's ever been in its history. You know, I mean, we started out as places that were owned by rich kings and emperors and right. we evolved into, into public institutions and eventually education came into the forefront in the 70s. But we are truly conservation organizations uh, in the truest sense of the word, you know, um, that it's about conservation education, but actually... Um, You know, empowering and inspiring people that they can help make a difference as well, you know, that it's going to take all of us. And so, what we're really hoping to do here in Wichita, Kansas, is to inspire people to make differences in their daily lives that actually will impact things on the larger scale, too. And so, we're going to start making changes at the zoo in terms of going green in a big way in the coming years, you know, with compostable plates and flatware in our restaurants and, uh, you know, refilling stations at our water fountains and uh, really looking at a holistic view to conservation, that it's not just about what we're doing for wildlife and habitat conservation, but as you mentioned earlier, what we're doing to be good stewards of the planet right here in Wichita, Kansas.
0: Did you intend to focus on herpetology? That seems to be where your, your directorships have been.
1: Yeah, I... I've been fascinated with all wildlife, but snakes have always held a special place for me. Uh-huh. Uh, I think part of it is just being an animal that gets around without any legs and can swallow things right. several times <laughs> larger than the size of their head. But I also think as I as I got older, I realized that here's a species that's been maligned basically since the beginning of time, Right, you know, that someone needs to be the champion uh, for snakes, you know. And so they've been kind of the focus of, of, my zoo career, but I've always had an interest in all the other species too, and have had the opportunity to help move tigers from one part of the country to the next or go pick up a gorilla in Florida and bring it back to the Midwest. So I'm always interested in what's going on in other aspects of the zoo, but that's just, that was the, was the focal point of the collection that I was in charge of.
0: When people ask you, what's your best zoo story, what's the best experience you've had or the kind of the craziest story, there's got to be some over over 30, 30 years. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say probably one of the most interesting was going to pick a gorilla up at the Miami Zoo. This was from going from St. Louis and being told that we weren't going to be able to stop. We were going to have to drive, which is basically a 24-hour oh my trip straight back from Miami. And so it was a veterinarian and one of the primate uh, supervisors and myself, and we took some alligators to a zoo in Florida on the way, in St. Augustine, then we drove down to uh, Miami, and we not only had a gorilla, but we had a diker, which is a small antelope species from Africa. Uh, and we were in one of these uh, vans that had a pass through between the cab and the and the cargo box. And so the interesting thing about this was we took turns driving, and I slept on the floor next to the gorilla. <laughs> so I mean, you know, there, there's not too many times you get the opportunity to do that. Right. Um, the other interesting one that comes to mind was picking up uh, an amur tiger from the Louisville Zoo. And he wasn't very happy. Uh, I remember that because I, I stepped into the cab of the pickup, and I didn't even turn around. I looked up in the rearview mirror, and he made eye contact with me <laughs> from the crate in there and growled so loud the whole truck shook. No you know? kidding. So, yeah, I mean, those kinds of experiences are are memorable. They kind of etch into your brain that, you know— The fact that the cat was watching me in the, you know, in the mirror, you know, in the case of the gorilla, he he was born and raised in Miami. He had never been out of, you know, that zoo. And, you know, they're they're a very powerful animal. But the whole time that we were driving, he just bent down and looked out the front window at what was going on. (laughs) Right. And uh, one of our stops for gas, I was leaned up against the side of the box and he was just walking around and the whole thing was moving and it was that point that i realized if he really wanted to get rambunctious we right. probably couldn't even keep the vehicle on the road wow
0: well when someone comes into an organization a lot of times they want to put their own stamp on it of course mark reed uh, had a really good reputation not only in sedgwick county but all over the country as as a great director uh what ideas do you have that you want to make the sedgwick county zoo even better
1: well, you know, one of the things I've been saying, uh, even when I was going through my interview process, is that I really respect uh, what both Mr. Blakely, the original director, and Mark Reed have done. It's probably one of the few zoos that I know that's had has really adhered to its original concept master plan. And I don't see any reason to change that. I really want to honor what both of those gentlemen have done for the zoo and for the community. And so, for me, it's about strengthening what we already have. And I really want to go back and look at what we built in the first 10 years of the zoo's um, existence because over the 22 years that I've have been gone the zoo has doubled in size in the term of you know in terms of the number of exhibits that we have and mm-hmm. so i think at 46 years of age still being a relatively young zoo but it's time to go back and look at those early exhibits and look at how we can breathe new life into them and i use the the new elephant exhibit as the example of what we want to do across the zoo if you look at what the elephants used to have versus what they have now we're also blessed with a lot of space and so Uh, Moving forward with the new strategic master plan in 2018, we really want to look at how can we increase the amount of space we have for our resident animals. It doesn't mean that we won't be adding new species here or there, but we really want to do the best that we can for the species that already reside here. And that has resonated very well with, with our team at the zoo. That's what they're eager to see as well. So I think we're all on the same page. Uh, we'll be, you know, looking at the last master plan and how we can improve that based on what we know about, you know, current animal welfare standards and what what is the best that we can do. And that's really where we want to head. And it's going to take all of us uh, to work on that together from the bottom up. Seems like
0: the Sedgwick County Zoo has had a lot of support in the past. Been very popular, um, uh, and not only in attendance but also support from the community. Um, is there a way to compare the Sedgwick County Zoo to your previous experience of supporting the St. Louis Zoo?
1: Yeah, I mean, the two are similar in that, that there is private, you know, kind of private-public partnerships. You know, yeah. one is a tax base in St. Louis. Ours is a relationship with Sedgwick County. Um, you know, it is unusual for, if you think about an MSA of 638,000 plus that last year that they drew 710,000 people to the zoo. Right. You know, there's not too many zoos across the country that can say, that they have drawn their MSA and then some. Right. You know, Uh, even 580,000 is a good attendance for a zoo in a community of this size. In fact, I I would say that we have a giant zoo for the size of our community. In fact, most of my colleagues have never been here. You know, uh, the ones that do come to visit are in awe. They have no idea that we have, a, you know, roughly two hundred and forty-seven acres, one hundred and fifty of that developed. Uh, I think as part of the new master plan, we we would never develop all that. We like the green space. We have restored prairie. We have a you know a lot of native wildlife. And long as they're playing nice with our you know our our species at the zoo, that's great. And we want to keep those open spaces. But most zoos are landlocked. You know, and right. I think there was good. You know, forethought by the you know the zoo society when they were buying that parcel of land, that even though they started out building the farms, that they were like, well, we need to think in the bigger picture of what's the future going to look like, and we don't know. You know, and most zoos haven't done that. You know, right? Um, and our surveys show that, but you know, we have a 95% approval rating with the community. That's great. You know, and uh, we want to continue to make this a very family-friendly uh, place for people to come visit. But we want Moving forward, I want people to think, wildlife when they hear wildlife conservation, I want them to think Cedric County Zoo. I want the two of those things to be synonymous. So that's really where we're going to be doing a lot of, promoting what the zoo is really doing for conservation locally and globally.
0: You started last May in your new job as uh, executive director of the zoo. There was some conflict before that. It was all resolved uh, by the time you got here. But there was some conflict between the, the zoo board and Sedgwick uh, County. Again, it was all resolved. Any hesitation in coming to Sedgwick County because of that?
1: No, uh, none, none whatsoever. You know, I you know, based on my experiences here previously, you know, um, I think it's a it's a tremendous zoo. It's a tremendous community. Um, People said, how's it been being back, you know, five and a half months now? I said, it's kinda of like going to grandma's house. You know, there's a comfort <laughs> level. I mean, I I can still find my way around town. I'm amazed at how much growth there is west of here. I I still drive around my mouth just drops I'm like, I can't believe all this, you right. know. But um and all of the restoration in, you know, this area right here in old town, you know, it's it's phenomenal, you know. And um I look forward to being a part of you know the growth that we're gonna have at the zoo and in the community, uh, keeping us a good steward here uh, locally and however we can help, you know we wanna be a part of that.
0: As somebody who was here, saw it before in the early 90s, you left, you were gone for 22 years. 22 years, yeah. Uh, you come back, talk a little bit more about some of the changes you've seen in Wichita and Sedgwick County. Development obviously is, is one of them. Have you seen other changes also in the community?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. I, you know, I, I, I think the the support for the the community as a whole, you know, that this this sense of pride, mm-hmm. you know, of, of Wichita, and I, I keep seeing it on the news and that, but I'm experiencing it too. You know, is that people I think have started to realize that this is a great place. You know, it's not only the air capital, you know, but it's a great place to raise your family. We have great cultural opportunities here. I think with, you know, since I was here in the 90s with the interest bank arena, we get all these big acts like Paul McCartney this past summer. I mean, right. That wouldn't have happened when I was here in 91. So right. I think all these, you know, all these things have really um, garnered a lot more support than maybe was here in the early 90s. And, and that's great to be a part of that.
0: Mark Reed again was uh, very respected. Big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you feel like you can fill those. It's kind of interesting coming into a situation where you knew Mark well, yep. and now you're taking over for him. Any additional sort of um, pressure to fill his shoes and and to carry on what he was able to do?
1: Yeah, I, I keep telling everybody. I know there's going to be a day he's going to come back to visit. He's going to go, <laughs> "Why in the heck did you do that?" Right. right. So that's part of the that's part of the job, you know. And um, Mark is is. You know, one of my zoo mentors, you know Charlie Hessel, who hired me in St. Louis, is the other big one, and then Jeff Bonner, who's the current CEO in St. Louis. I learned things from all three of them. You know, uh, Charlie and Mark are both very similar. They're both zoo guys through and through to the bone. You mm-hmm. know, and I learned so much from both of those you know, gentlemen. And uh, and Jeff Bonner's uh, the current CEO at St. Louis. He's a big thinker, you know, more on the modern edge of, of, of zoo management. So I learned a tremendous amount from him as well about how to look into the future. So I think, you know, putting all of that together has been great and I still like to bounce things off of Mark. I, I know a lot of people, if they were coming in to take over the directorship of a zoo, the last thing they would want was the previous director around, right. you know? Um, but I, um, I'm going to miss Mark not being in town now that he's moved to Delaware, you know, because I would have breakfast with him every couple Sundays and I could ask him questions. And we'll still be able to communicate. It's just not going to be quite the same as being there face-to-face with him. But I really enjoy those kinds of opportunities to continue to learn from him even though he's not here, you know, and to question, you know, why were we doing things this way, and you know, and and for him to ask me the same questions, Right. you know. So even though it, it is a large set of shoes to fill, Um, I'm honored to do so, and um, he knows that I'm going to take good care of the zoo that he helped build and take it to the next level.
0: What do you want from the community, and more specifically, what do you want or hope to see from the business community?
1: Well, I mean, we've had tremendous support, as you've mentioned. Uh, I wanna, I'm hoping that we can continue that level of support from the community. I also am hoping they'll get on board with us uh, in terms of what we want to do for conservation um, in all aspects, because I've mentioned earlier a holistic view. And so I think they're going to see a lot of that over the next few years. I mean, we've already started some of it within my first five months, and we're going to continue in, in the coming years. As I tell everybody, doing the right thing often costs more than doing the wrong thing. So right. we're taking baby steps. But we want to publicize what we're doing, get them involved, because we want, you know, we want the community to make the same changes in in their lives as well. Because we know if we can, you know, make changes locally, that's going to have a bigger impact globally. And in that sense of pride that I was talking about that we have in Wichita, if we can say that we're this green community, how great would that be? Right. You know, and so I think that's really what I'm hoping is that we can get everybody on board with what we're doing for conservation, that we can really um, get them in touch with what our staff is doing in far reaches of the globe for conservation. Because for the last decade or so, uh, zoos across the U.S. have thought we've done a great job of communicating what we're doing for wildlife. And we're realizing within the last couple of years that that's not the case through survey work that people really don't know what we're doing. So we need to do a better job of publicizing that and connecting them. So we're gonna see, I think, a lot more opportunities and when they make their visit to the zoo in coming years to have opportunities to connect with our staff and with our, with our animals uh, and to hopefully engender a lot of that, that support for conservation. Right. I, I have a, a great team at the zoo. I mean, Mark left me with a great zoo and a great team of people, you know, and that's how I refer to them. And, and I, I spent the first um, eight weeks at the zoo going around and meeting with each of the teams at the zoo individually. I could have easily called all of them into the auditorium and did a, a one-off introduction, but I thought that was very impersonal. And, you know, having gone through a change in directorship in St. Louis in 2002, it's a very trying time for everybody because when you lose your, your your key person who's been there for a long person, a long time, I should say, is that um, – People get a little on edge. They don't know what the future holds, and I wanted to put everybody at ease. I wanted them to get to know me, what my my thoughts and vision for the the zoo were for the future, and that I wanted them to be a part of that. and And, and that was the best thing I think I could have done, because meeting with them in smaller teams, they had the opportunity to ask me questions, um, and we all got off on the right foot. And so that was time well spent. and Uh, As we move into a strategic master plan, we're going to combine the two processes. Zoos have historically just done a strategic plan, then they'll come in with a designer and do a a master plan, and uh, in the last couple of years, a couple uh, firms have been working together to do strategic master plans, so we're going to try to do that as well, because then you get one document that weaves together what you want to do in terms of your business plan, but what you want to do in terms of new exhibits as well and everything else in between there. But I want to involve everybody and so typically with a process like that you would have your strategic operations team but I want to include the curators too because that was the opportunity that Dr. Bonner in St. Louis gave us and I think it really enabled me to get to garner the skills to come here as director, you know, and so I want our curatorial staff to be a part of the strategic master plan process, because it'll take about six months. Four meetings with the planners, but then they can go back to their respective teams, take information back to them, bring information back at the following meetings, and that way we have complete buy-in uh, of where we're headed uh, and what we're going to be doing at the zoo because. The success really depends on all of us, not just on me. And so, I want to make sure that we involve as many people at the zoo as possible, and we'll probably be reaching out to the community for their input as well about what do they think about the zoo, what kinds of things would they like to see for the future, and try to meld all those things together.
0: Do you have a timetable for that? When should that process be done?
1: It's about a six-month process, and we're going to start in late February of 18. So, the timing is right with me coming on board. Mark had actually budgeted money for the new director to start that this year, but I don't think anyone realized it was going to take half a year to get the new director here. And then once I got my feet kind of planted, trying to just you know rush through that process wouldn't be the right thing to do because it's a document we're going to be living with for the next decade or so. And really going to, it's really going to steer the future in a lot of ways. And so I want to make sure we give it the due diligence that we need and that we get as many people involved with that process. And then after that, we'll start seeing things, you know, we'll have a, a roadmap for the future.
0: We'll be watching that process and hopefully reporting on it, and then and we'll be watching as that uh, comes to a close and see what kind of a document we have at the end.
1: Great,
0: Dr. Etling, thank you very much, Jeff Etling, the director of the Sedgwick County Zoo. Welcome to Wichita, and thanks for spending some time. Well, thank with us. you. I'm glad to be here. Another nugget he provided to me: watch for a modernization of the zoo's entrance and a consolidation of administrative offices. Dr. etling has been connected to zoos all his life. He seems committed to building on the legacy left by his former boss and friend, former director Mark Reed. Well, that's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. If you like the podcast, let us know. If you don't, go ahead and let us know that, too, so we can improve. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, yeah, please let me know that as well. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks once again to producer Brittany Showalter, and thanks very much to our sponsor once again, Equity
1: Bank. Have a profitable week.